Hey, what's up, everybody? It's a- I like that. Should I play that? What's going on, Rod? <laughs> How you doing today, man? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm really loving the intro, to be honest. That was a nice, even-keeled intro. I enjoyed it. Exactly. I'm learning how to, like, hold back the hype right now and, like, slowly, like, sort of like, uh, like putting something on, like, like toast or something, like putting peanut butter on your bread. Like, you don't sure. want to put too much peanut butter all at once. You sort of mm-hmm. want to, like, evenly lay it out so that it's, like, all over. You don't want it in clumps. So, yeah, does that, you know, does that make sense? Does that make it, sense? It, it, it does, you know, and I can still, you know, the, the hype is not absent. I can feel the hype. Good, good, as you should, as you should. But this is, you know, this is episode 19 of Should yeah. I Play That? We are a gaming podcast. We sort of like, we like to, you know, talk about what's going on in the industry. We like talking about uh, what we've been playing. Sometimes we have guests on, so like, you know, holler at us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, because we're on Twitter now. We finally got the whole um, uh, username thing fixed, and uh, we're you know we're sort of out there. We're trying to do something cool, trying to do something new, trying to do something different, and uh, we in here. We in here. We are. We are. Man, one one from twenty. That's very exciting, man. Twenty weeks in a row, we've been doing this, and it's that's great, man. That's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, and like it's it's something that like I feel like we've done this for such a long time but to finally like hone in and like focus like this is a different type of focus that we're on right now because like i know before um when we would do podcasts like sometimes we might have like a couple off weeks or uh, we just might not do a show but i feel like for us to do 19 episodes like back to back um this is something cool something to applaud to so thank you for the people that have been listening since we've came back started with these uh you know this new run of should i play that um thank you for the people that have followed us on instagram facebook twitter um uh, soundcloud like remember you guys could you know like us on there and then just a quick just a quick plug like guys um uh, leaving reviews like if you listen to this on um apple uh podcast you've listened to this on spotify like wherever you're listening to this to go ahead and you know leave a like leave a review uh leave five stars like that stuff helps us out helps you know us reach you know new viewers and everything like that so all of that you know goes a long way like we will ask for that before we ask for any type of money or anything like that so like that right now like the growth is what's important so, uh, you know, just taking the time, the quick time to, you know, you don't even have to like leave a written review, just leave the five stars. That'd be, you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to support us is just, uh, spreading the word, rating, commenting, you know, that's, it's all good. Yeah. So we're in the thick of it in the soul, I guess, technically in the beginning of summer, uh, mm-hmm. summer just started maybe about a week ago mm-hmm. and, uh, what you, I mean, how has your summer been so far? It's been good, man. I I took a I took a trip to Boston recently, and that was really fun. It was great. It was like the first trip, like fun trip that I've taken this year. Well, I, I took a, a one or two day trip to Charlotte, but that was for a wedding, and you know it wasn't. But it was it's cool. It was, it was cool. It was fun. But this was like the first one that you know I planned, and you know, and and it was 
you know, just got to relax and, and drink and eat. And it was great. Like that was something really, really special. And, um, yeah, day job's been good. Um, you know, relationships great. I mean, it's, a, it is a very relaxed summer, nothing too crazy, but that's kind of how I like it. How about you? <laughs> Quite the opposite. Oh, no. All right, so, so things have been great, you know, uh, with the jobs, you know, where I work two different jobs. And then I consider this like my third job, even though I'm not getting paid, but like just the, like the love of doing all this and like the amount right. of effort that I put into it. It's like a third job to me. I love it. You know, I want to turn this into the career. But, um, with one of the jobs, uh, we're, um, almost through our like summer program. So that's cool. We got one more major trip coming up, but then I have like a bunch of like editing for like pictures and videos I have to do. So I'm, I'm looking, it was weird. I'm looking forward to doing all that stuff because I'm learning how to do it now, but I'm not looking forward to actually sitting down and doing it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause there's a lot. And I've, and it's sort of been like a whole like month or two worth stuff of content that I sort of have to like shift, uh, sift through and like find a way to edit it, try to find a way to make it look nice, trying to find what like music goes well with it. So that's going to be something that's going to be like the major project on that half. And then of course the other job it's, you know, it's retail and it's, uh, people, people suck. So, oh. so, <laughs> Oh, we're, so, we're just now realizing that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, I don't know, like y'all, when you go out to like shop, like quit touching shit. If you don't need to touch it, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I gotta be a little candid here, but like, don't quit like picking things up and like just messing with it for no reason. If you don't and like intend on like m like doing anything with it, please, for the love of God, like stop touching shit. Quit touching. Is it, isn't that isn't that the worst in like clothes stores? Like when people take things like shirts and stuff, and then they don't even bother to fold it back; they just kind of throw it in somewhere. Oh. Bro, listen, when when someone's, like, standing there folding stuff, and then you're over there, like, touching stuff, and, like, pretty much un undoing what they just did. Yeah. Like, that's that's not cool. It's, it's disrespectful, and honestly, I, I try to avoid messing with clothes when I know the employees are, like, right there. Because I'm just like, man, I don't want to – because shirts are always weird for me. Like, I can fold shirts. I can fold pants, you know, obviously, but – but you know, like I, I don't know. It's like they're they're just so pristine. Like the folds that employees tend to have are just so pristine. I don't want to ruin it. So then I get too, you know, I, I I get nervous and I'm trying to like, you know, if I take out a shirt and I'm like, well, I'm gonna just unfold it the one time instead of like taking the arms out. I'm gonna hope this fits, you know, when I get home. But I don't know. That's yeah. probably, it's probably it's tough. So I don't know, I don't know how much how much longer I have there because it's. uh it, it's, it's worked my nerves, but but that's besides the point. Like I said, this is should I play that? And we're here to talk about the video games. And that's that's what I'm excited about. This is like the I'm I look forward I look forward to doing this every week. So um, if you haven't listened to us before, we like starting off the show with a little segment called "What You've Been Playing," and with the name implies, we sort of talk about what we've been playing. So Rod, what you've been playing? Fortunately for everyone, I <laughs> I only have one game this week. <laughs> so I had a, a laundry list of games last week that, you know, I've been kind of playing. Um, I hadn't gotten to that list in the last few weeks. So, you know, that was 
a huge joy for me to be able to like talk about everything I've been playing. So I kind of focused in on a couple things here. I'm going to focus on one of them right now, which is uh, Judgment. I'm going to talk about Judgment again. I sort of mentioned it last week. I had only been like an hour or so in. Um, now I've put um, a, quite, I've, I've put a few in, maybe like not a, a ton still, but like about five-ish, six hours um, over the last week. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it feels like a lot. Like the game is packed full of stuff to do and i think i mentioned this briefly last week but um the the, it's it's structured so much like a yakuza game like it's again it's the same studio um you're in the same city kamarocho um it's it's jam-packed with activities just like all the yakuza games um this the the story is beginning to pick up a little bit more i'm in chapter two um and you really get a great feel for the characters. It's something that I've come to like about Judgment particularly, um, is that not only is the main thrust of the narrative compelling, but the characters are really fun to follow. Uh, like your ex-Yakuza buddy, Kaito, he's a complete riot, and I love this guy. Like, every single line out of his mouth is just is so good, and he's just such an endearing character. I love... I, I love just a quick aside, I love characters who, I don't want to say they're, they're sidekicks, but like assistants or someone who's like kind of um, uh, in a, in a, like a, like an arm is for he, the main character. I was going to say, is he, is he like a Watson? Kind of, yes. He's like a more violent Watson, basically. Um, <laughs> Dale, and, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really cool, though, because it's just like he's this big, tough dude, but like he really cares for like his friend, like his this guy that like he's kind of working under. Like he's, you know, he's he's not like the boss, but he's working for the boss, but he's like... He's really loyal to you, and I, I have a soft spot for, like, characters who are really loyal to people. Um, and he's just – I'll be really sad if he has a heel turn later on in the story. But uh, but so far, that's not happened, so that's great, and uh, he's really fun. And, you know, you've got, like, a lot of the seedy underground characters in this. Obviously, this is a hard-boiled detective story, so you've got tons of that. And I and I, I know I mentioned it last week as well, but I really love the main character. He's so much different than Kiryu. I love Kiryu uh, from the Yakuza games, but but uh, but Tak is so much different in this game, and and he's got a, a wit and a bite to him that is is very very um, endearing and, and fun to follow. So yeah, I think that's what's making the game for me right now. Um, other activities have, have started to open up for me. Like so, the game takes place in 2018. So you have things like drones, and you actually can race drones. That's a big thing in this. Um, in isn't previous... that, so, isn't this game based like on like current day? Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. Cool. So it's not it's not it's not like alternate future or anything. It's just it's the world as we know it now. Okay. Um, and because that's, that's different. Like most Yakuza games are, aren't they based on like you know like the past? Or has so, that, or has it been like the, I guess that's the ones I've been playing. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So Yakuza Zero takes place in the eighties, and then. I think Kiwami or one, it takes place in, I want to say it's like the mid to late 90s. 
And then I want to say the rest of them take took place like kind of when they came out. So I think Yakuza 2 or Kiwami 2 is like early 2000s. Maybe I might get my timelines a little wrong on that. But I do know that like 3 through 6 all took take place in like the same year that those games came out in Japan. Okay. Um, yeah. So so that's really cool. So I think Yakuza 6 actually takes place in like 2016 or 17. Because I think that's when 6 came out. Um so yeah, like, uh, and that's cool. But that, yeah, that's a good observation. Um, so yeah, this takes place in like this is actually in chronological order, considering this takes place in the same universe as Yakuza. Uh, this is actually the latest game in the franchise. Um, and yeah, so you get things like drone races, which is really fun. There's usually some form of of racing. I want to say in most of these games, like I know in Zero and One, you had a uh, slot car racing. And this one, you get drones. And it's like a completely different con- control scheme. And the sense of speed is really interesting. And the mechanics, it just seems like they could make a game revolving just entirely around this. That's how different this feels than when you're like chasing down murderers in the street and having like uh, just bare knuckle brawls like <laughs> in front of a restaurant or something. Like, I-, I don't know. That's what I love about these games is that you have a completely different style of play no matter what you're doing um nothing feels the same you can go to the batting cages uh and and do that you can um play blackjack at the tables i was just doing that like earlier before we were recording i was just you know just at the casino just having a good time like um you could meet people on the street so this is one of the um and i haven't played six or kwami two yet so i'm not positive if this is how it works there but think a new aspect of this game um or of this series is that the fact that you can meet friends on the street and um before you always had like these side missions um and you still have those in judgment they're they're called side cases and they appear on your job board um in your detective agency so sometimes uh, periodically throughout the story you know they'll there will be investigations that you can undertake and one of them for example i just did it was a uh, about someone wanted to know if the house that he has from we're going to move into is haunted. So, and it's completely wacky shit. Like a lot, like 80% of the side cases are insane and they're really goofy, but in a cute way and not like a, not like a, 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 in a stupid way, I I guess. Um, like a, like an overly goofy way. So just the right, amount of goof i would say um but yeah so like you do these side cases and occasionally it seems like what happens is at least this is what happened to me um you might run into somebody on the street i randomly walked into a restaurant to get something to eat just for a second and i i literally bumped into someone who i'd done the side case for and that person was like oh hey like i'm actually doing this other thing and like i created what's called a friend event with them and so when i kind of follow their particular story um, like this individual, um, you can find them walking around town. They'll help you out in random street battles. Um, like if you, if they're wandering the area, like it's quite cool. There's, I think about 50 friends you can meet in the game. Um, and they're, they're completely met like organically. Like they'll either be kind of sitting somewhere and they'll have like these little thought bubbles above their head or like what happened to me, you just will walk in to a random place and they'll just be there. Um, and that's really cool. So 
I'm really liking the game a lot. Um, once I get deeper, I'm, I'll probably talk a, a little bit more about it, you know, as the weeks kind of go by here. Um, but yeah, still really liking this game a lot. Nice. So, hmm. Like, what, would you, are you, like, how, how many hours are you into the game now? So I think I'm somewhere between five to seven hours. I'm not that far. I might be actually a little bit longer, to, to be honest with you. Actually, I think it is longer. Um, I, I they, There is a play clock, and I just looked at it like maybe an hour ago, and I cannot remember what it was. But it was probably somewhere closer to like seven-ish hours, I want to say, maybe eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you – who would you recommend this game to? Like what what uh, like what type of gamer is this sort of like being made for? So, okay, so if you liked, if you liked Yakuza, um, I mean, obviously, I, I think you should play this game. Uh, it's, it is a Yakuza game, just in a different type of setting. Um, you're kind of working somewhat within the law, which is a little different. Even with Yakuza, like, Kiryu is not, like, a bad guy. He's not, it, it's funny, because in the Yakuza games, he's not, like, he's been, he's a Yakuza for, like, 10 minutes or something and then like he's he becomes Axiakuza and he kind of he kind of floats in and out throughout the series um and so you know but he's not like committing a a bunch of crimes like in a wanton manner uh so uh I I would say that I, I would say that um I would recommend this to people who like Yakuza because it is that game. Um, I would also recommend this if you like. Uh, I, I would not recommend this if you love beat 'em ups. I don't think this is the kind of the funny thing about Judgment. I don't think the beat 'em up system is as uh, fun or fluid as any of the Yakuza games I've played so far. And I'm trying to put my finger on why that is. I'm not quite certain. Um, I'm not sure if it's only if it's because the combos don't feel good. Something about the combat itself feels just a tiny bit like uh, more floaty. I find I find myself mashing more than anything. And I know there are probably Yakuza fans who are yelling at right now, like you know, you can get through a lot of like the series through mashing and that's kind of true but in zero like i had a lot of fun like actually like mixing up my combos and you know seeing all the heat actions i haven't really seen a lot of the ex or the heat actions yet like i've seen some of them um but they are don't they don't seem to be super varied but maybe that's something that changes later on maybe i unlock uh via the skill tree like more heat moves or ex moves um you know because those were all always like super colorful and yakuza um and this one doesn't seem to have as many of them um but that's by it's by no means bad but um it's it's different it does feel a little different um okay yeah but yeah i mean if you like if you like stories i think the story is what shines here the story in the writing um, that's what shines in almost all the yakuza games to me the gameplay is really really fun in them and i do genuinely love playing them but the reason why i continue to come back to them is because i want to see what happens next um, i want to see more of these characters and the translation is phenomenal with these games like they like sega does such a great job of bringing these games to the west and translating them in a really really fun way um like for example there's a there's a app on your phone that you can access um if you talk to a specific person called chatter and it's essentially like a twitter and the way that they actually have like the usernames set up and like the messages that appear like when you when you're searching something is 
genuinely delightful. Like it's so amazing, like what they managed to capture. Like they perfectly capture American internet culture. Like it's it's. So you have like memes and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Like people. Yeah. Like uh, they have the little. Yeah. They'll, so they'll have like fake profiles with people who have like. You know, there's one profile with an astronaut that I know that we've seen like a million times before. He's kind of like sideways in space and like, like he, I think his name was like Savage Vegan or something. And he's and just the way that he would type like OMG like in all capitals or something like that and and kind of saying something like you know, oh man that food is lit or something like I don't know. It's just it's something that would make you roll your eyes like in real life and it makes me roll my eyes in the game but then i go like wow that's literally something that i would read in actual life um so it's really incredible what they what sega usa like brings to to this this franchise when they localize it they they really do deserve a round of applause for doing that yeah hopefully the the sales you know do well cuz like i i like i know that the the um fan base for the yakuza games like people that like play these games like they will they'll they'll you know fend for yakuza like they they'll go out buy every game so yeah you know i think i think that i'm kind of there honestly like i've seen that fan base like that you're totally right like i've Mm -hmm. I've seen it and i kind of didn't i'm not gonna say i didn't understand it but it was something where i was like an outsider you know i was an outsider looking in and i was like oh man you know that you know, Yakuza was cool. You know, I played the original PS2. It's fun. I had a lot of fun with it, but you know, it was, I, it was pretty rabid. It's a rabid fan base, but I totally understand and I'm super on board. Like right after this, I'm probably going to play Kiwami too. Like it's, it, I'm really hype on the series and I hope that it did well. I know it that it debuted at number four in Europe, but I don't know if we have MPD numbers for, for it in mm-hmm. North America yet. Mm-hmm. See, I've, I've never finished a Yakuza game, but I've always like, I've played a couple of them. You know, whether it be at like a friend's place or like actually had the game and just never finished it. But I don't know, like whenever I think of Yakuza, like one game that's close to it that I've like I love and like sort of wish I had the time to sort of go back and replay is Sleeping Dogs. Mm. Yeah, Sleeping Dogs was Sleeping Dogs was different, but I did like Sleeping Dogs a lot. Yeah, I I think it was underrated. At the time, I did. I don't think it sold well, right? I I don't think they. I mean, it wasn't in itself great, but like you know, it it did well enough for them to like re-release it on the PS4, Xbox One as like a you know a definitive edition. So and like you could find that for like really cheap. So if you if you're looking for like a good open world, not only do you go out and buy like the Yakuza games, go out and buy Judgment, but look into Sleeping Dogs. Like that's another one of those games that like. For me, it has like a it's like really underrated. But once you sort of sit down, play it, get into the story, get into the gameplay, like you're gonna enjoy yourself for a good amount of time. I I think so. I think so. And one other thing I want to add, just really quickly here, is you asked me, you know, who I would recommend this game to, and you know, I said people who like Yakuza, people who who like uh, story based games for sure. And I would actually add, if you like Shinmu at all, I, this feels like there's a lot of things going on around Shinmu at the moment um yeah. one of which we might talk a little bit about later but um with the third entry releasing but Shinmu is a game that came out so long ago 
and who and where games like Yakuza derive inspiration from. And I feel like if you're a huge Simu fan, I feel like you've probably played Yakuza at this point, but if you haven't given it a try, Yakuza is Yakuza and Judgment are like the ultimate realizations of that concept of just a slice of life kind of game like there's more to it's not merely slice of life but you can have that kind of simulator uh like kind of in a light way if if you really wanted to and i think that's unique um there's a youtuber named uh, super eyepatch wolf who came out with a video not that long ago about the tragic uh history of shinmu and he did a fantastic job of actually breaking that series down and and ex and exploring exactly what the components were that made Shinmu. And it's very evident to see after playing Yakuza and playing Judgment Now, like what Shinmu was trying to do, what it was trying to accomplish, and how ahead of its time it really was. And I think that's part of why Yakuza is getting uh the Yakuza series gets like so much of that recognition. And it's not like a super original observation to make them i think plenty of people have said this already but it really does feel like the full re realization of of that shinbu concept cool um i don't know that's, that's all, all the questions i really have a judgment like i can't wait to you know find some time to pick it up and play it um but that's gonna be further down the road like this like for me this summer sort of seems already packed with i don't know nintendo sort of hurt my wallet this month this month and next month. Um, oh, I had, yeah, I haven't had a chance to pick up um, Super Mario, not Super Mario, but um, the Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, well, did you? Yeah, I know. I haven't had a chance to actually like, oh, okay. play it yet. So um, that's okay. going to be something that is going to, I guess I'll talk about next week, hopefully. See, I have a problem. Let me sort of start off my section as, oh, you, wait, hold on. Before I jump into that, are you done with Judgment? Yes, I, I I am. Okay. So, Chris, what what you been playing? So, listen. So, I have a problem, guys. I have a real problem. I have a problem of buying buying games with like the sole purpose of like playing it like on the road, playing it like when I have like dedicated downtime to play it. But I don't play these games. I always end up finding something else to play. Like, um, for example, this, uh, past C3, there was a really good sale on a bunch of games. I bought a bunch of games for the Switch. I was like, cool, I'm going to be on a, uh, you know, on a road trip. Uh, I'll have ample amount of time to play these games to sort of give an impression on it. And, like, I'll play maybe 10, 15 minutes of said game. But then think, huh, this, you know, this this road feels really good. Like I could totally kick back and sleep and there goes like six or seven hours. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like the combination of like doing so much with like work, doing so much with the podcast and just being exhausted so that anytime I potentially have time to sleep, I take it. But the past couple of road trips that I've had, like I have bought games to play on the road I bought like books to read and sure enough, by the time like I get, you know, I get on the road, I'm knocked out within like 30 minutes. So yeah, for sure, it's, it's crazy, but I did have a chance to play a couple of games this past week. Um, 
one of them you sort of touched on, I think, a little bit last week, which was Wargroove. And uh, Wargroove is an interesting game. So it's uh, it's made by Chucklefish. So if you played uh, Stardew Valley, made by those guys. And it's a completely different, like, departure from Stardew Valley. There's nothing, like, similar about it. It's more or less, like, if you played... Uh, like Advance Wars played, uh, if you play anything like Fire Emblem, that type of like real time strategy type of game. Yeah. So, well, more or less like turn based like tactics. So, uh, it's like a nice departure of games like, games that like I, that I normally play. Like I like playing action games, I like playing shooters, um, I like playing like loot shooters and spe- you know, like, you know, if I'm getting specific about it. But when it comes down to, like, tactical games, like, you, your boy could, like, sit back and, like, it's sort of like a chess game. That's what I really like about it. You just, you have, uh, well, I guess I'm more or less still in the beginning of the game. So I think last week you talked about how, like, the intro of the game sort of introduced the villain of the, se- mm-hmm. of, of one of the villains. I thought that was right. really cool. Um, but now, like, I'm playing as, like, the main cast and, uh, they're still like teaching me, like, I mean, I'm still in the tutorial. They're still teaching me how to do certain things. I'm, you know, I'm a couple chapters, not chapters in, but I guess a couple of levels in, I guess, or. Yes. Are, are you still, are you in Act One? Yeah, I'm still in Act One. So, oh, okay. Still, yeah, so they're still like teaching me things while I'm playing, you know, through the levels and everything. Um, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm playing. Like, it, it's, uh, it's it's something where like at this point now I have like about five or six different units who have you know their strengths and weaknesses and then now the enemies are starting to like take advantage of that. Um, so like I like the last uh, level I was on, I had like my main like your main character or not main character but like you you have command commander. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the commanders like they uh, they they're pretty much they could you know go after, like, regular mob units and, like, take them out. But you also have to be careful because at some point, like, if you overextend, you'll have a bunch of those uh, enemy characters try and, like, take out your commander. So yeah, uh, just being tactical of, like, all right, so, you know, this enemy is so far out, I should be safe if I sort of pull back and then bring out these other people. So... I don't know, like, I, I feel like I'm sort of diving in into this game, like, trying to be tactical, as tactical as I can, and it's it's a fun thing, it's a fun experience. Uh, I, I sort of agree with what you're saying, where, like, they have this voice acting, but more or less more voice acting than I was expecting. Like, um, while they're talking, they'll, they'll, like, actually say what's in, like, the speech bubble sometimes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I think it's, I don't know, like, the, the characters have, like, like you know, the characters come to life whenever you see stuff like that. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling like this is definitely going to be a game that I want to at least try and finish before the end of the month, before uh, Fire Emblem comes out. Because, honestly, once Fire Emblem comes out, I'm, I'm going to drop everything and play that. Yeah. Um, with the level... Level that you're referring to sounds like it's the one with the wagon in it. Yeah, a couple levels after that, but yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. I just got, I just got to Act Two, Act Two, uh, Episode One or Level One or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, that was the first. That wagon level was the first 
like real kind of challenge because the game starts to kind of uh, let go of your hand a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the, yep. the, that that level particularly starts you out with the t- tutorial pretty heavy, but then after it kind of gives you, it tells you what the wagon does, which is you know moves um, across the land very fast, which is great, um, and then tells you a little bit about the commander, like. It's like, okay, well, we've given you the objective, like, go do it now. Um, and that was the first time I was on my own, and I was, like, very scared and confused and lonely. And I was like, oh, man, I might not survive this uh, because I did the exact thing, I, or I was in danger of doing the exact thing was what you just said, which was um, for the first couple of turns, I actually left the villagers. I completely forgot, and I was focusing on killing things, and I was like, wait a minute, I need to actually, like – it's not the objective is not to just wipe everything out. It's to actually like excavate like these or evacuate these um these villagers like to you know the end of the town. Um and I my commander almost got swamped because like three or four enemy units were just like descending upon her. Mm-hmm. So like I yeah. really like the multitasking that you have to do in situations like that. And it's not merely just wipe the board clean of enemies. It's like you know defend yourself. Kill enemies if you have to, but like try to get out of dodge if you need to. Like I think it's either the the level that I just finished or the level I'm trying to finish right now, where like it's that choice of, you know, do you go after the enemy commander or do you go after their barracks? So um I think right now I think my so yeah, so the enemy commander, it's uh is a level where the enemy command enemy commander sort of like if you if you don't have you know some games like this have like a uh, have the fog of war type of effect yeah. yeah like this this guy like this enemy commander could sort of like sink into that if you're not careful so you you will have no idea where he's at and then he'll sort of just like appear and attack people so um I was like yo fuck this <laughs> let me get all my like you know, let me start, you know, uh, loading up on some troops and I'm just go straight for the barracks. And that's, I want to say, yeah, I didn't, didn't finish the level yet, but I'm sort of like on my way heading towards the barracks and I'm going to do that because I, I hate getting blindsided. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I love that just like in advanced wars, uh, you know, your commanders have very, uh, they have quirks to them. Like, you know, they have specific advantages. Like there's one that can raise the dead, um, dead units. Uh, there's one that can heal themselves and other allies around them. Like, it's so cool the depth that this game goes to. I can only imagine how difficult it's going to get later. And that's kind of why they had to add, like, more difficulty sliders or, or, or a more specific difficulty slider. Um, because I can imagine the game gets super tough. But, you know, the art style is lively and it's fun and uh, colorful. And uh, the world seems like pretty complex for a game like this, um, which I was pleasantly surprised by. Yeah, like the game did some. It's doing like some good like world building. Like yeah. while you're while you're like still in, in 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 the introduction of the game, like it's like explaining that like there's certain like uh, treaties that are being broken, or like there's um I don't know. There's a lot going on in the world. Like it's doing it's still doing this world building and I'm enjoying everything I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. So the game it's on the switch it's on the PS4, Xbox one and on PC. You know, I want to say it's about 15 bucks normally. Yeah. I think the MSRP is like 15, which is a steal for this case, 15 or, or 20. I think it's 15 though, but either way it's worth it. It's more than worth it. 
Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, next up, I'm. It's funny. So the little bit of time that I've had to like sort of sit down on a console, I was like, you know what? Let me play some Spider-Man because I'm in, I'm really enjoying my run through on Spider-Man right now, and this is my first like run through of the game. Yeah. I literally played for about two hours of the day and didn't advance the story like one bit. Um, I spent like a good 15, 20 minutes, honestly, about 30, 40 minutes, sort of just swinging around the town and like sort of taking out like, you know, petty thugs and like taking out like strongholds. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, like this game is, it's, it's so satisfying to sort of swing through the city. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the animations. You know, everything, everything, everything looks so fluid, so smooth. Like you never for a second doubt that you are controlling Peter Parker. Like it's great. And, and I, I, you know, it's funny. And I sort of think that's partially why I didn't really do any story bits. Cause I feel like the next story mission that I have to do, I'm going to have to either, uh, play as Peter Parker, like Peter Parker, play as, um, uh, MJ or play as uh, Miles. Miles and like those mm-hmm. those sections aren't too bad. It's just that just playing as Spider Man himself is just it's just liberating. It's really fun. So yeah, I, I just I just wanted I think to that's, that's, that's the for sure, and, and that's the point, right? Is that Spider Man himself is you know he it's he you know he's different than mary jane he's different than um than than miles like you know those those guys are you know they're human you know they don't they don't have abilities and i think that despite the pacing change i know some people don't like they they, they dislike the game for those sequences while i understand that you know i think that the game is trying to tell you something about um you know power power as any good spider-man story will you know with great power comes great responsibility and i think it 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 manifests itself in the gameplay in that sense you know like you feel that and i feel like um all the other characters that you do play as like they do have like their quirks so like miles you can hack into certain things i think that's cool and then mj you know she's like that sleuth reporter so it's like she's looking for clues like she's looking for you know like she's really being stealthy in certain situations. Exactly. Um, so they're I mean, talented in their own way. Exactly. Um, but at the end of the day, like just you know, swinging and kicking ass to Spider-Man, like it's just it's fun. It really is, and like the gameplay is like it's so it's to the point where like if I get hit or get hurt or possibly die, like it's all on me. Like I'm not saying oh the game like screwed me up or anything like that. Like. It's my fault for not dodging correctly. It's my fault for not really, you know, hitting the button right to get the combo going. Like it's, I'm I'm really impressed with like everything that they they've done with the game so far. Um, and I'd say I I, th- I think last time I talked about it, I was about halfway. Do you, do you think I'm halfway into the game now? Uh. Wait, story wise, I mean the game's been out for a while. I guess spoiler warning for Spider Man uh on PS4, but, but where are you specifically in the story? Mm, specifically, um Miles just started working at the kitchen. Oh, so okay, so you haven't I think that's where you were last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Like I said, I oh. really, I really didn't do anything. I've just been like yeah. swinging around the city. 
yeah, I would say that that's maybe halfway, maybe a little over half, maybe. Um, you still have a lot to go. You, uh, what are the enemy factions that you're running across right now? Uh, I'm still running across like the Sable people and the, uh, the, 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 the negative people. I don't know what they're called. The dragons. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I think you're over half. You're, you're, you're over half. Um, but like, you, I know, you have I a know, little bit to go. I know, uh, Doc Ock, he's like, he's, he's really leaning towards like, you know, um, creating like this, his, his art, like his artificial like limb system. Like he's really like sort of like becoming a little bit manic about it. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can sort of see where he's gonna start turning. You haven't reached the sequence in the E3 demo, did you? No, not yet. Okay, yeah, you 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 got some you got some game left. Okay, and that's good. That's really good because like I feel like you know I I sort of waited to pick up this game and picked it up on during the Days of Play sale that Sony had. And I'm enjoying every bit of money that I played it. Like, I feel like even if I played this, paid $60 for this game, I'd still be enjoying it. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I did. You know, I, I did. I was that guy. Like, I paid 60 bucks for it and didn't really regret it, which is always good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it reminded me of, like, an Uncharted game, to be honest. Like, Uncharted is a series where, like... I never personally messed around with the multiplayer very much. Like, I played the single player once, maybe twice, and then, like, kind of just didn't play them again. Not because I didn't like them, but just because, like, that's just what they were worth for me. And, like, I got my enjoyment out of them. Um, and Spider-Man was, was that for me. I completed it once. You know, maybe I'll go back, maybe before Spider-Man 2 comes out or whatever. But, um, but it was fun. It was like a, it was a nice, fun summer blockbuster romp. That's what it really felt like, to be honest. And and shout out to uh, Insomniac, like they're they're still putting out like free DLC for the game. So if you uh, go out and you know pop up the game, you should be able to download the costumes from the new Far From Home movie. Yeah, which that's awesome. That's really cool that they're doing that. Do they have new abilities or is it just purely aesthetic? Uh, I think it's just a, a aesthetic. Okay, that's still cool though. And shout out to uh shout out to Marvel, shout out to Sony for putting out Far From Home, another really good Marvel movie. Uh just saw it this morning. Oh really? Yeah. So, I am I am seeing it tomorrow, uh early afternoon. Oh man, you oh you you're gonna you you're gonna watch it with the uh Fourth of July crowd. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that's a mistake yet. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so I feel like I did it right. Like I saw it the day before Fourth of July. Like I, I saw that I had like extra time before work. I was like, listen, this is the perfect time to go see it because people, are, most people, are still at work, and I really shouldn't. Really, I should have like most of the theater to myself. And sure enough, bought my tickets, got there, and it was just like me and like one other family watching the movie. Hey, that sounds kind of perfect, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you so, you did stay after the credits, didn't you? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I just keep hearing <laughs> that it's it's mind-blowing. Like, you know, stay after the credits, man, for sure, for sure this time. Yeah, this is um, one of those that, like, it sort of opens, like, it really does open up what they're going to do in the next phase. 
Um, not only even that, like, not only even the next phase, but like in the next Spider-Man movie, like I need, I need that now. I really want to know what they're going to do now because they really, fuck, like they really do a really good job of like getting you a hype of whatever they're, they're building up right now. Okay. Okay. Looking forward to it. Cool. Yep. So yeah, so that's what we've been playing. Um, once again, we want to move this conversation over to you guys, um, whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, anywhere. Let's continue the conversation. If you have us, if you're following us on Instagram, um, we, I'm, I'm trying to get a better, I'm trying to do better at like, uh, making like posts for these particular episodes. So if you see this post for this episode, talk about, let's talk about what you've been playing. Uh, if you're on Facebook, once again, in the comments, Talk about what you've been playing. And, uh, I mean, there's so much out right now. There's a lot out. Uh, I know some people are still playing Apex. So Apex season two, uh, they just revealed there's more things like in this new season. So that's good. The new character's out. Um, what else is going on? Destiny two. Destiny two is going through some, some good stuff right now. Uh, Bungie, they are, um, independent right now. So they get to do whatever they want in the game. And I'm sort of, like, I'm a little salty that, um, you know, this new season dropped in Destiny 2, and apparently, like, the loot drops have been so good, but it's glitched. So they're working on a fix to sort of tone down, like, the loot that you get, but I sort of wish I had the time to actually take advantage of getting all this good loot. So it sort of sucks, yeah. for, it sort of sucks for people like me that haven't had a chance to jump into this new season. Um, and hearing about how people are getting all this really good loot, but, um, it's good to hear that the new content is actually pretty fun. And there's a new exotic in Destiny 2 that's sort of, uh, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of been the answer of what I've wanted in this game. Like, I, I always play like a support, like, medic in these type of games. So, there's a new, uh, exotic hand cannon where I'm not sure, like, how the, uh, like the mechanic is behind it, but at some point you're able to like shoot at your allies to heal them. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, something else too, is that, how, how do you get the exotic? Are they doing the cool thing where like you have to do like a special quest yeah. to get it or? They've, they've done a really good job the past couple seasons of like, um, tying like specific story events or uh, tying specific like missions to sort of get like pretty much quests to get these exotics. So this particular exotic is one of those um like quest exotics. Okay. I I like that. Like I mean all every time they do it, I mean sometimes it's annoying if you can't get it, but I do like the idea of um having to do something special, you know, to to obtain this. And usually, usually they're creative enough to where like it's pretty neat. Yeah. There's uh you know, they did a really good job with bringing back, you know, the Black Hammer. They renamed it the Whisper of the Worm. Um granted, they they it sucks that they nerfed it. Like if you play Destiny 1, Black Hammer had that perk of, you know, if you're hitting like crit shots, like you you'll keep getting ammo back and yeah. They then like took that away, but then when they brought the gun back in Destiny 2, they're like, you know what? F it. They gave you that perk back, and now they're taking it away again. So, 
mm-hmm. you know that's that sucks a little bit but like they they had that they had uh they brought back the um sleeper simulant that was another you know quest exotic um they added the what was it the outbreak outburst outbreak or outburst prime okay that yeah that that was something from you know uh rise of iron um but like it's i don't know like i i still have like as much crap that i talk about destiny i i still have like this place in my heart for the game really i i couldn't tell yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a you know something that i i feel like i'll always I'll, i'll always have find some time to like try and get back to it but right um yeah good on bungie you know they're, they're you know they're doing things right now with their newfound freedom um well like i said there's so much to, there's there's so many games out there to play right now yeah like like i said super, uh, super mario maker 2 is out mm-hmm. at the end of the month yeah fire emblem yeah um, uh, sea of solitude is actually coming out on the day that you'll be listening to this episode actually uh july 5th which i'm personally looking forward to a lot that might be a day one for me um it's the indie game from uh, that was shown off last year at e3 and uh, it was about uh, about like a girl who is navigating just her loneliness through the world and it's represented through this city like submerged well not totally submerged but like it's uh she's navigating the city where like the sea level is like really large and she's dealing with like monsters it looks really cool if you have not seen it just check out oh our video on that's so yeah, that's the game where like um she's like made of like darkness or something like that. Yeah, I think that's the one. I think yeah. that's the one. Yeah, that and, like, game is it, a... and it dives into like, you know, mental health and everything like that. Yes, yes. It's uh it's made it's gonna release on July fifth. So I'm really excited for that game. Mm, damn, I forgot about that. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. That Oh man, like this I feel like this year, this year and next year is definitely like that whole like year. I think it was 2011 where like there was just hit after hit coming out. Mm-hmm. So hey, listen, be like me, get yourself a second job or have like a really good job so you can pay for these games. <laughs> right, it's a, a lot, a lot coming out. I'm excited. Yeah. So yep. With that, we're going to go ahead and jump into the news for the week, and I'll hand it off to you, Rod, what we got this week. So we had a number of items here. First thing on the docket is that uh, it, there was a lot of articles coming out this week saying that Sony is looking to acquire some more studios. So obviously Dang, they, they're, not letting, they're not letting Microsoft like have an inch. Like, oh, you want to buy these studios? Bet. We're going to buy six more. Yeah, another, yeah. another one. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what I was going to say is that, like, you know, Microsoft is no stranger to this. We've, you know, Rare, uh, Obsidian, Undead Labs, Turn 10, um, you know, 343, like, all of these games, The Initiative, uh, Playground, like, all of these studios that they've announced uh, that they just acquired, uh, Double Fine from a few weeks ago, you know, the, this, and so it's, I, I'm of two minds about it. You know, I think that I, I don't like, you know, exclusives for the, just for everyone. I, I just, I think everyone benefits when everyone can play your game, um, you know, no matter what console you own. But uh, that's why I, you know, I always strive to have as much as possible. Like I, obviously I would, everyone would love to have all the consoles, you know, just money tends to be a factor on why people don't. Um so that's one thing. But another thing is 
that, you know, sometimes these studios, they need money. Um, they need funding. They need help. Um, and using the unlimited resources or, or uh, <laughs> seemingly unlimited resources of some of these hardware manufacturers, like, you know, there's some security in that. And I acknowledge that and I understand that. So that being said, uh, some of the rumors for what Sony could be looking at, one of them was uh, Blue Point Games, which, if you don't know, they are really known for their remasters, primarily. Um, I want to say the biggest one to me that they did was Shadow of the Colossus. Um, that was one where uh, I actually got the chance to play that remake. Uh, I didn't get to buy it. I'm going to buy it, but that's a really cool looking remake like that that's one of those games where you you really don't understand what the original game was actually like until you play the remake and go oh wow okay um so they're really known for their technically proficient uh ports essentially or remasters i shouldn't say port but like a, a, a remaster of older games uh house mark marquee is it Huff's Marquee? Uh, they are the the guys from from uh, what's that game? Resogun. Oh my god, it's like one of my favorite <laughs> PS4 games. Uh, Resogun. And uh, did you ever play Super Stardust? By the way. Yeah, I want to say was it was it Resogun or was it Super Stardust that had like the VR port? Uh, what? I don't know if Resogun had a VR port. If it did, I need to play it. Maybe it did. I don't know. Yeah, one of them was pretty pretty nice. Okay, it might have been Resogun, but I I remember being blown away with Resogun because of the uh, the voxels, you know, and and that was my favorite PS4 game for the longest time. Super super addictive uh, game. So they're looking to buy them. Insomniac Games, which I think is a very interesting proposition, like. You know, we we just got through talking about Insomniac. Um, they clearly have a working relationship with Sony because of Spider-Man, because of uh, what Ratchet and Clank, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that is an interesting one, and and to be honest, maybe the more likely out of this entire list, to be honest, um, maybe outside of the next one that I was going to mention, which is Kojima Productions, which. Death Stranding is PS4 exclusive, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't imagine that is because Kojima just wants to work with Sony. I imagine that's just um, they just offered funding for that game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they offered – they. I mean, Sony literally toured Kojima around like a bunch of their first-party offices. Um, so I – believe that's probably for funding reasons and maybe just a little bit of loyalty as well um from them but uh but yeah i would be curious if they just got bought outright i would say that i would like to see kojima be as independent as possible and not have to kind of work under under sony in that capacity but i i think it would be more interesting but i don't know what do you think about that i i would I don't know. Like I, I, I'm in the same boat with you. Like I feel like if the developer is open to have their you know game played by as many people as they can, 
that's honestly what you want. Like, I love have I love having like these water cooler discussions of like and like like I was just like playing playing a game and finding out that someone else that you would have never imagined playing that game is playing that game. So uh, the same the same way that you know you can sort of start talking about Black Mirror of someone and then someone else sort of chime in and is like, yo, yeah, you remember that episode, you know, uh, with, like, White Christmas? And it's like, yo, that episode was wild. Let's do that with video games now. Like, I'd love to have people, you know, talk about Death Stranding and not be tied behind, like, only being able to play it if they have a PlayStation. Because, like you said before, not everyone can really invest. You know, this, you know, gaming is a very, very expensive hobby. And... You know, not everyone could really, you know, pump out money to have all these consoles. So, um, I'd hope that, you know, Kojima sort of, he, he seems like the type that would want to stay independent so that he's not tied down anymore. You know, looking out yeah. like what happened with, um, Konami. Yeah. 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 I, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I kind of hope that he stays kind of in his own lane at least for a minute but who knows um i do want to mention that the uh biggest one i would say maybe the biggest one on this list to me and it seems to be the one with the most amount of uh, rumor behind it is uh remedy entertainment so they do um they've done max Payne. um they've done they are doing they did quantum break with uh, microsoft and they did they're doing control which is coming out in another couple months i think august or september um, so that's really soon here. Uh, that game looks great. And I like Remedy a whole lot. Uh, Quantum Break was cool. And Max Payne is also cool. And so I would be very interested to see what that's about. And like I said before, it seems like a lot of buzz is going on between them and uh, and Sony right now. So maybe PSX or sometime next year when the PS5 is like actually unveiled, maybe they unveil a couple of acquisitions of their own. Uh, if the rumors of acquisitions are happening right now, I would imagine that that will be an announcement a la uh, Microsoft. Uh, I, I would I would venture to say that they'll do something similar in that regard. So, um, yeah, that is pretty much it for that. Um, the next news item that we had that we wanted to mention here was actually about the Epic Games Store. And so with Epic Games, we've been talking about the game store for a while. You and I have kind of had, you know, we've, we've gone back and forth about this. Uh, I think you're more charitable towards the Epic Games Store than, than I am. But, um, Tim's And they, if they're going to keep on giving me free games, yo, I'm all for it. I know we we know we know like <laughs> uh Tim Sweetie the uh the, the head of Epic CEO he actually he tweet he had a he, he had a tweet now I'm just going to read his tweet it was actually in response to uh a PC gamer article that said Shinmu 3 backers won't get steam keys at launch but refunds will be available and this is because that if you didn't know, I'm not sure if we talked about this on the show yet, but uh, Shinmu 3 will be Epic Games exclusive for a while. It'll be time exclusive. Um, so this is what Tim Sweeney said. Epic is funding the cost of all Kickstarter refunds resulting from Shinmu 3's move to the Epic Games Store so that refunds won't reduce uh, – ye- oh, my God, I'm an idiot uh, – 
ease it's not wise ease nets uh, development funding when future games go this is the important part when future games go epic exclusive after offering crowdfunding rewards on other PC stores will either coordinate with colleagues at the other stores to ensure key availability in advance or guarantee refunds at announcement time so there's a few things that we can unpack with that, and I'd be curious to see like what you think. So Epic Games is already committing to covering future refunds, just totally. And, and he, Tim Sweeney mentions directly working with brick-and-mortar stores, I'm assuming this is included with them, to ensure key availability for crowdfunded games. That go Epic exclusive. So it's almost like this is this is an inevitability. <laughs> like these this epic exclusivity thing, like people are kind of going like, you know, oh my god, like I don't want this. This seems to, to tell me that this is going to be something that is not going away anytime soon. Um specifically for crowdfunded games like this. Now, I, how do you feel? And I'm asking you this directly because of how I know you feel about Epic Game Store. Like, is this, do you feel like this is, I don't want to use the word fair, but this was a crowdfunded game. People, people paid for it to, you know, presumably get it on time on their platform. Do you feel like, do you feel like you would be cheated in any way? If you were planning on getting this on Steam, you paid for a Steam key, but it is going Epic exclusive instead. Uh, listen, I, I still, I still don't see why people are making. I, I can see why people are making a big deal about it, but I can't at the same time. Like, and then at this point, if Epic is like giving you your money back, like why are you why why are you still crying about it? Like. It's really hard for me to like. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want it to make it seem like I'm like a shill for Epic right now, but like, what are they? What are they doing? Like, I they're 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 creating a market. They're trying to create a marketplace where like Steam could be can become competitive. Like, look at look at Steam's like last uh, Steam sale. Like, it was a mess. Did you hear about that? Did you hear about what happened on the Steam sale? You know what happened? Okay, so if you don't know, this past Steam sale was a mess because they uh, most Steam sales or summer sales have some sort of like meta, like overarching like game that they like to do. So in this one, um, you were able to like be a part of a team, and like when you bought games, or you like when you bought games, and then if you did things in said game, you would get points for your particular team. And, um, if your team won, then you, I'm not sure if it was either you had a chance of getting a game on your wish list or if everyone on that wish list or everyone on that team got a game off their wish list. But what was happening was that because they weren't really clear on how things worked, you were having a lot of people 
remove a bunch of games off of their wish list. And like that affects the developers. So that affects developers on like when, uh, their games go on sale or like just having like that eye on their particular game. So like people, people had, you know, a huge turnover of their games being taken off of wish lists. So it turns out that the, the actual rules were if, you know, your team won and you won, you know, you know, the free game, it was whatever was on like the very top of your wish list. That's the free game you would have gotten. Very so, nice. so yeah, so it was a ton of like back and forth. Um, a lot of people were buying games, but it w- wasn't really directly helping their team because they weren't doing things in the right order type of thing. So there was, it was a lot of like back and forth, like things were like really confusing. So things didn't really look good in this, uh, steam sale. So that's what I'm talking about. Like just full circle. Steam sort of has to like go back to the drawing board and sort of like figure out new ways to get people interested on their platform. Cause I think I, I think I always also read that this was one of like their, um, lowest like participating Steam sales in a while. Like mm-hmm. people are not really, uh, engaged on these Steam sales. And like, like I, I think I said this in the previous week, like for me, I, like religiously, you know, if if I heard this was a Steam sale, whether it be summer or winter or whatever, I'm buying games regardless of whether or not if I'm playing them. Right. I soon realized that hey, I'm not playing these said games, so I'm not gonna sort of like you know waste my money on it. So you know, I'm one of the ones that sort of like step back and stop buying things on Steam. So, do you really think that like that's a prevailing? Uh, like message this year like is that why because I, I and i'm not that's not me like op- like because i i don't know that's not even me trying to challenge you on that like i just mm-hmm. i genuinely don't know if like it's that or is if if is epic game store just taking the mind share that quickly like I'm, I, what is it i think epic they're just trying they're trying to make a big impact they're trying to do what they can what what they can to win you know pc gamers over so whether it be, oh, shoot, let me go ahead and check, because I remember what I said last week, every week they're giving out a free game, whether it be something like that, whether, it, you know, whatever, like they had their first summer sale, they personally gave out a credit where if you paid for a game that was over 15 bucks, they'll give you a $10 credit towards that game. So they're doing stuff like that to sort of win people over. Um, I I think that Epic is, they're sort of doing what they can. Like, they're they're not, I feel like they're not being, like, scummy about it. They're not being, like, a scumbag about it. Like, they, you know, instead of just saying, oh, you know, these games are Epic exclusive, sucks to suck if you don't get your money, they're now doing the gesture of, you know, providing these refunds. So. Yeah, and and I mean, some of it, well, before I I say this, I kind of do want to go back to the idea that, like, because I think I find that fascinating um, because I'm not sure how true it is. Like what what would it be about this particular steam sale that had people realize all of a sudden that I'm not playing these video games? I should stop buying them. Mm, that's a good question. Um I'm not sure if it's, you know, people realizing the same thing that I did that I'm not playing these games, which I mean, I, 
a lot of people like people that pump money into the PCs. I'm pretty sure there's they're buying games just to buy them. Like I, I was I was part of that crowd of just buying games just to buy them. So you have right. those type of consumers. They're always going to be there. But then you have consumers. I guess you have consumers like me that are more open to trying out other storefronts. So now that there's more of a market like for buying other games, like everyone has a storefront. Everyone like uh you know, you have uh Origin, you have um GOG, you have uh Epic now. Like there's um there's just there's, there's so many there's so many ways of like buying your games out and playing them. So I think that's also something you have to look at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, how much of this falls on and I know I'm I almost positive I'm speaking out of depth here, but but I what how much of this is due to, I mean, a, people feel like this is a promise broken by the Kickstarter itself. Like, they, people paid for the Kickstarter to, you know, for a specific function. I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's Epic or Steam. I mean, it does, but it, it matters what you paid for. If you, if I pay for Steam, I expect to get a Steam key. Just kind of point blank, period. Like, if they give me an Epic Games Store key, like, can I download the Epic Store and insert it there? Yes, but that's not really what I paid for. Like, I paid specifically to have that experience of, like, you know, the Steam trophies, the stickers, or whatever, other, under the expectation that I was receiving something, and I didn't get it. That's... See, but in my eyes, like, I, I see it as, like, I'd be more upset if, like, I paid for a PC key and I got a Switch key. Like I'd be, I'd be more upset over that. Over, I'm still getting a PC key. It's just for a different storefront. I am still, I'm still able to play it on my PC. Oh, I mean, there are other people who feel like there are certain, like I just named, like you know, a couple of things, like the, the 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 achievement system or whatever, or your friends, or whatever. Even if it's not a multiplayer game, like you still expect to get in that same ecosystem. Like that's kind of my thing. Like honestly, it the more that we've kind of discussed it like the more i'm not even sure if it's a epic game store versus steam debate anymore and if it's more of a uh uh, people miffed because they didn't get what they were promised in the crowdfunding campaign Hmm. and like i said like i i i see i see that side of the argument too so i mean like because i know for some people it's more or less like the, the cloud saving um, being able to, hold on. oh shoot, oh, I'm oh, man. sorry guys. No, you're good. good. <laughs> Summer colds, oh they suck. Um, I feel like it's like Steam has been a staple for PC gaming for a while, so I'm not gonna like downplay that they have cloud saving, that they have you know these you know the different controller supports, that they have big picture mode, like they have. Um, being able to like stream it to like a bigger TV, like all that stuff is awesome. All that stuff is stuff that Epic Games they don't have yet. So I can see where if I'm that particular gamer that plays on big picture mode, or I'm that particular gamer that uses the cloud saves, like it's gonna suck not being able to use that stuff. But I don't know. Like you're, it's it's sort of like. That sort of comes with 
uh, buying his stuff through. <coughs> Shoot. Sorry, I just sneezed in everybody's ears. I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's sort of, that's sort of what comes, uh, comes with crowd, you know, crowdsourcing. Like in, is, it's never a hundred percent on like how, how these things are being delivered. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to our last news item. And, I, uh, and, and quick, quick side note. I really feel bad for sneezing in people's ears. Oh, like, it's okay. They, I'm sure they understand. <laughs> I'm sure they understand. Um, all right. So let's talk about the last news item of the, of the week here. Now, this one might be a little bit of a doozy. Um, there is a, a game out there uh, called Mordu, Mordo. Let's just say, say Mordo. If it was Do, it might be like E-A-U, but let's just say Mordo. So it's a game out there, Mordo. It's a first-person uh, medieval melee game, I believe, right? Like, that's that's the game. Yeah. Um, it was in alpha for a while, then beta, then release. I want to say recently. This year, I believe it came out this year. Mm-hmm. So this game has – and I've heard people like kind of enjoy this game. Um, I have not played it myself, so I can't speak to the quality of the game proper. But there was an article in PC Gamer that came out about this. And it actually revolved around the um, the community around the game. Oh boy, here we go. Right. So <laughs> it might share some similarities to um, a little game called Kingdom Come, if you guys remember that. Um, but the situation was that. So on the forums, on the developer forums, well, not the de- forums for the developers, but like the community forums for this game, uh, there was a topic with a um, very colorful name. I'm not going to really repeat here, but um, it was uh, not good. It, it had a slur in it. We'll just put it like that. Um, post your blanks. Um, and that was the name of it. And it it's it's been going for a while. It's been going for a couple of years. It was started in 2017. Uh, the article, the PC Gamer article, actually kind of goes into the content of it. And there's a lot of people in there saying a lot of unsavory things. So the the part where, which is no stranger, you know, this is no different than any other most other internet forums out there, right? Well, the thing is, the developers were aware of this, um, and they said they basically defended it to PC Gamer. Um, They actually said, and they quote, as for the title itself of the forum, we as a team don't find it racist or offensive, and in considering the thread's content, we find it even less so. We do understand, however, that some people may interpret it as being racist or inappropriate if taken out of context, end quote. If you see the name of this thread... There's really no other context that this could be under. There really isn't. Um, for and and it seems like the developers have responded 
to this um and and they teased the ability to actually disable characters in the game you could create characters in the in this game they tease the ability to disable characters that are not white and male uh in their character or creator they said that they did say in the original article that these plans are not quote unquote set in stone but they did say it depends on how our community is in the future they said quote Maybe if it calms down, the game still has a lot of players, a lot of toxicity, a lot of racism, a lot of politics, everything. People argue and chat about all sorts of nonsense, end quote. Now, this is what you might call a slippery slope. Chris, do you have any immediate thoughts before I continue about this? Listen, I feel like it's it's the it's the common like internet story of like people having the internet anonymity. Like they don't have like they they don't they can say whatever they want and not have like a direct uh you know consequence of saying what they're gonna like, saying of not all right hold on they don't have the consequence of them saying something and getting like the consequence of it. So they feel like they can say and do whatever they want without any repercussions so and like and it's 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 the side of like you know gaming the side of the internet that we honestly don't like talking about but it's it's there like it's something that it happens and we need to talk about it we need to address these issues absolutely absolutely um so i do want to be very clear, um, and if somebody wants to comment on this story as well, please do so on our various uh, social media outlets. Um, but um, I do want to say that um, they don't have the ability to create women or minorities yet, but they're looking at doing so, but offering the ability to disable that so i do want to be very clear about the situation there um wait 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 so so wait so they don't have the ability so you don't have the ability to make these characters but they have the ability to censor them already no no so what they all right so the the deal is like they they have been talking about implementing and this is a whole other can of worms already like this should have been already implemented but it's not in the game yet they're taught they've publicly spoken about making that in the game and people on the forums you know the lovely forums with lovely commenters um have really riled against that they've been very adamant about that not happening um and very vocal uh, and so that is where the decision to consider enabling an option to uh, only have white male characters come this that's kind of where it comes into play because really what it seems like is that they're just catering to the whims of these fucking morons basically. yeah man at this at this point let's just fucking cancel this game like fuck it like oh for sure we, uh, at this point like i don't have to play your stupid fucking game like i could I, listen, all right so my stance <laughs> on my stance on when things like this happen is that you fucking you you vote with your wallet you vote with your time like if you 
like that's the developers they want you to buy the game they want you to play the game they want you to invest in the game if you're not doing that then they're not like making anything off of it so and fuck this game so let me say something as well because this is the this is the setup for what this all has been this has been a story um this has been a developing story kind of in the last couple of days here um and like as of this recording so by the time this comes out maybe we get something else but as of this moment i will say that they actually came out with a uh, with a statement like an official statement um on like wednesday morning saying so I want to quote some of this. This is really long. I'm not going to quote the whole thing, but I do want to quote this bit. Quote, first and foremost, Tritirneon, this is the, that's the developer, does not know, nor have we ever had plans to add a customization option that would force a white male default. This is an absurd idea that stems from a misunderstanding in a recent interview by PC Gamer with two of our artists. These artists, both uninvolved with character development, went into a verbal interview with minimal PR experience and ended up answering some of the questions in a misleading way, which combined with a lack of context led to some very controversial statements. Again, we at Triterion do not, nor have we ever had any plans to implement any kind of ethnicity toggle on potential future ethnicity customization options. End quote. So... This is still going. I know PC Gamer, the last I read about this, PC Gamer was going to get a second state. Like, they went back to get a statement because what happened was this article came out. People rightfully got pissed. Um, the developer kind of came out in a haphazard way and tried to do damage control on this. PC Gamer announced that they were actually going to go back and get another statement for them. Um, like the developer, I believe, respond to the they responded to the claims, um, and then the PC gamer included the entire full exchange. At which point, um, at, at, at which point, I don't think it was satisfactory to a lot of other people, and so the author, so so when the developers offered a rebuttal, the the author of the PC gamer article offered a rebuttal to the rebuttal. <laughs> um, and this all can be... This all can be read. Uh, this, is, this is what the author of the article ended up saying. It's very short. He said, The Mordial devs will release a response to my piece shortly. This denial is in direct contradiction to what one of their developers told me. I double-checked with the developer in a follow-up question, and they said, yeah, that seems to be the current thinking. So this really does seem like a he said, she said. Um, we don't really know the true story, to, to be perfectly honest, because they could be say, just saying this. Um, we don't really know. Um, and like you said, we can just cancel this shit altogether and be done with it. We could kingdom come this game. You know, and not look back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do want to kind of get out of the weeds for a second. I do apologize about kind of going back and forth like that, but there's a lot of context that needs to be had with this. Um, and it still is ongoing. So maybe we'll come back to this like next week if some of it gets cleared up. But I do want to step out of the woods on that for a second and just say that, um, 
there's something about these medieval games that bring out the the dumbassery of people on a scale on on a scale that i just don't see anywhere else (laughs) um I, i don't know what it is about it i don't know if it's because people think that people of color or women didn't have any sort of roles in history in European continent uh, in, in in the European continent, which I think maybe they just don't think that we play these type of games. Maybe maybe they think we're too busy playing 2K and Call of Duty. Who knows? I mean, I think it's probably that, but I I also think that it's people who have a fundamental misunderstanding of history and people who don't understand that yes, black people, brown people existed back then in Europe. I don't get. I don't get that mindset. How do they not understand that we were there? Do they do they think that we just appeared? I think they think that everything is Game of Thrones and black people are either slaves or don't exist. Um, I don't really know, to be honest with you. I genuinely don't. Um, it's very frustrating. Uh, it, it's something about these games that it just... It, it, it gets certain people riled up. It, it's a certain crowd. It's a certain crowd that gets them, just gets their blood pumping. Um, and I don't understand it. Um, and it's very frustrating, like, from the outside in, um, having to deal with that, like, and to have the developer, and again, if they re- truly did not say this, then okay, but it, going by what one of the representatives said, you know, of say, of, of saying that you know, well, it's not really racist or insensitive, um, you know, or sexist, you know, in context, or it, it might be out of context. Like, what kind of context do you need? What, what, what more do you need? It's very frustrating. It's, I think that's one of those things that, like, I feel like major companies should have some form of representation to, like, be on the board so that when things like this happens, they can sort of be out there and be like, "Hey guys, this does this doesn't look right. Like this this is this is what this crowd sees." I think a lot of like these companies don't really have that representation there to speak up. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I I think you're totally right. Like that's that's probably what it is. And I mean, isn't that what? And, 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 and it's not like we're not there helping make the games because like it's it's something that. You know, more and more I'm seeing more representation of people actually developing these games or being on the teams. I feel like we don't have enough people in high enough power to actually, like, voice our opinions. Well, apparently they're, um, they are, I'm trying to see where they're actually based out of. Um, they're Slovenian. Okay, so they're in Slovenia. Um, Oof, yeah, well... So, I mean... (laughs) 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 So, I mean, it's not, like, a super shock, I guess. But, I mean, you should still know better. I don't really care, like, you know, how few women or people of color you have, like, in your vicinity. But they should still know what the climate of the world is at, like, right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and especially with, like, the the amount of eyes that you get on stuff like this, like, 
the the gaming industry isn't a small industry anymore. Like it's something that literally everyone like your grandmother plays video games. Your grandmother's playing Animal Crossing right now. Like, let's be real. So yeah. it's you know, every day more and more people are you know they're they're playing video games. Um and it's it's something it's funny, like uh one of my jobs, like I was, you know, doing a summer camp and like seeing how like we gave the kids some of the kids free time. Like a lot of them are like a lot of them are gamers. And like this is, you know, males, females, white, black, brown, it doesn't matter. Like a lot of people are like they they invest their time and money into this industry. Like it's it doesn't make sense that when the topic of inclusion comes up or the topic of like, you know, racism or toxicity comes up, I don't get how developers could sort of throw up their hands and say, well, you know, that's not, that's not really, you know, what we met or, you know, he said, she said, like, just sort of, it's one of those things, own up to it and try and fix it. Like, yeah. what's, what's said is said, what's done is done. Let's move forward and fix the problem. Right. That's the Be- issue. Because at the end of the day, you're still attracting a certain community to your games. Like, I don't see Animal Crossing <laughs> communities, like, pulling shit like this you know what i mean like i mean obviously a different kind of game but like this still it's like you know there's a certain community that's being attracted to this kind of game um or this game in particular and you know i don't see the witcher attracting these kind of people um or or any other games that are obviously the witcher is not like based in like actual medieval times but like you know, it, the aesthetic is still the same, and and you don't really see that. Morrowind, like uh, Skyrim and all that stuff. I'm not saying people don't do heinous shit or say bad things, like, in those games, but, like, you know, still, this uh, attracts, it has attracted a really toxic community, um, and I think the developers needs to, and if they truly, truly, if we take their statement, their latest statement at face value, um, they'll do something about the community. Like you just said, that you, you have to take action. You have to clean up your community because like the PC gamer article says in it, in like the, the headline, like it's not doing enough to, to clean up the community that they claim, um, needs to be cleaned up. Um, it, it, it it's got to be better. It's got to be. Um, we, we should demand. You should, you as the developer should demand better from your people. There's no way you should be reading all that shit and letting it go. Um, there's just no way. So, I don't know. It's frustrating. That's frustrating. Um, do you have any final thoughts on that before we move on? I feel like this is going to be one of those developing stories. So, I feel like we're going to, we're going to, you know, revisit the story down the road. But I hope that I honestly hope that we could revisit the story and the developers like, all right, this is what we're doing to like clean up the community. But look at what happened with you know Kingdom Come, like they sort of stuck with their their guns and just went with it. So yeah, and I mean, I feel like they kind of got rewarded because I don't really, I mean, I don't hear about the game all that much anymore. But I mean, I didn't hear anything about it bombing. So, you know, and, and whatever, you know, like they made a choice. Fine. So did we, you know, um, and that's just kind of what it is. Yeah. And I mean, 
like we said, uh, like we said back then with Kingdom Come, like we said with games like this, you know, sort of like if you feel a certain type of way about like a game, like vote with your wallet, vote with your time. Just don't, just don't fuck with it. Like at the end of the day, like there's so many other like games, so many other things to sort of invest your time into. Like that at the end of the day, that's what these companies are after. They're after your money, they're after your time. If you give them neither, then bam, there you go. That's a, that's your way of sticking it to them. So I I'm at this point like I I've sort of like written them off. I guess like I'm yeah. I was you know I was hearing good interesting things about the game. But the the community is this toxic. If the developers are this blind to what's going on, I don't got time for that. I don't got time for that. Yeah. Who who does? Who yeah. does? But yeah, that's pretty much it for the news this week, man. Yep. And that's gonna be pretty much it for the week. Uh, we're going to roll out the red carpet to ourselves once again. Episode nineteen in the bag. How you feeling, Rod? What you got to say? You got anything going on? Sea of Solitude looks awesome, and I want to play that game. I might talk about that next week. And I might buy Mario Maker. I've been going back and forth on Mario Maker. Um, like, not saying that I don't want it. I like the original Mario Maker. But, like, when I go to... Like, when I went to Best Buy for, for something else entirely, and, like, it was right there in front of me, I had it in my hands, and then I put it down. Um, but I think I might go get it. I think that's what's gonna happen. I, yeah, I think it's gonna be for, for me. It's gonna be something that once I find time to once once I'm done with certain projects, I'm gonna have more time to stream. So that's gonna be something that's gonna be streamed. So you know, Rod, if you want to check that out, people, if you want to check that out, it's gonna be on you know Facebook. Also, I'm also thinking about streaming on other platforms. So that's gonna be on that. That's down the road. I think um, we should. We should maybe think of something to do with Mario Maker on a stream. Like maybe do like make some courses for each other to kind of like to try to complete or something. Just make something super hellish. See, but here's the thing: when you create these levels, you also have to beat them too. So that's <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I, and I'm all for like trying out and playing these levels, but creating them, I don't think I'm clever enough for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that might be fun. I'm I'm interested in creating some levels for you to try to beat. Okay, so that that might be something down the road. But um, that's that's it this week. Uh, y'all love y'all know how I love editing these episodes. Our positive affirmations, our positive uh vibes. Y'all drink more water, moisturize your ankles, take your vitamins, eat your greens, don't sweat the small stuff, read more, keep people around you who tell you the truth. They're the real ones. Be humble, commit to things, your greatest struggles or your greatest lessons. Text your friends that you haven't talked to in a while. You know, they're going through stuff. You're going through stuff. It's, it's, you know, these are friends for a reason. Change the sound of your alarm every couple of days to help you up. But granted, it's summertime, so who's waking up early? Um, or, I mean, besides people that are <laughs> still have to work, I guess. <laughs> Damn, that got depressing really wow. quick. Wow, yeah. I thought this was positive affirmation. <laughs> Stop waiting for the perfect time because there will always be an excuse to not be productive. Use your front pockets to carry stuff if you're traveling because otherwise you're going to make it easier for people to pickpocket you. If you have life problems, don't run away from them. Face them. 
because it will haunt you later if you don't. You want to make a change in your life? Huh? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Take it one day at a time. Ask yourself, what can I do today to make that change? Just because someone doesn't agree with you, doesn't make them your enemy. So sort of going back to what we were talking about with, you know, Mordow. You know, we don't agree with the with what we don't agree with what they're doing, but that doesn't make them our enemy. Right? Sure. Think about it. When was the last time you backed up your phone? Think about it. Check it. Make sure it's recent. Because you never know when you're gonna mess up your phone. And that you have is, to pull up that backup. That is true. That is the like the first thing you said that is absolutely unequivocally <laughs> true. Like, oh well, it's not really. You say a lot of true things. But like that is actually accurate. Because that happened to me and my phone. And I lost everything. Every see? goddamn thing. Yeah. You see that? I helped you. I help and, and this is the point for all of these things, is that I want to help y'all out. I want y'all to listen to this and like think, dang, yo, I haven't drank water in a while. I haven't moisturized my ankles. I haven't backed up my phone in a while. That's the whole point. But last but not least, you guys, stay beastly. Peace out. Have another great week. And guess what, guys? Dang. I said that and then uh, have something to come up Dang, I have nothing to come up with. Guess what, guys? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? What? Chicken butt. Peace out. Oh. <laughs> Catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>